how long would it take you to have a conversation about, let's say, the pros and cons of a new, of buying a new construction home? How long mm-hmm. would it take for you to have that conversation with 13,400 people? A lifetime. A lifetime. <laughs> we did it in the last 28 days. If you are yourself, whoever you are, and you understand who you are and you're comfortable with that, just be yourself and the people who gravitate towards you, they'll just, they'll find you and they'll want to work with you. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is building great sales teams. All right, guys, welcome back to Building Great Sales Teams. We are coming live from San Antonio in our BGST office here, and we've got Trevor Yonitz and Jonathan Welch. They are partners at Alamo City, the Alamo City Living Team, as well as they're both law enforcement, full-time law enforcement officers, and, of course, Jonathan is a veteran. They're experts in buying and selling real estate, and they specialize in out-of-state relocation. And what sets them apart in San Antonio is their innovative approach to showcasing San Antonio living through the power of YouTube, which I'm very excited to get into. But first, fellas, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you, man. Good to be appreciate here. it. So awesome that you guys are here. So I can, I want to set the stage here because this is how I'm assuming that it happened, right? Okay, so Trevor, you're putting the handcuffs on some guy for selling dope or something like that. And then you look over at Jonathan and you're like, Jonathan, we should be realtors. We should get into real estate. Is that how it happened? That's it how it happens in the no, cop shows. It didn't quite happen that way. <laughs> no, it didn't quite happen that way. I thought it did. Okay, maybe I'm remembering it. Um, yeah, man, it was pretty crazy. Uh, so we're on a specialized unit together, and Jonathan was on the unit, or I was. So I got transferred to that unit eventually. And um, I remember, you know, the first day I had to say, "Hey, well, you gotta, you gotta ride with somebody just to, you know, the way show you the way we do things here." Mm-hmm. And so I said, "Okay, cool." Like, all right, well, we're going to put you with Johnny. So the first thing that I remember, we went out, we started riding around doing our thing. And I remember some lady stopped to us and to talked to us and she started talking to us in Spanish. And Johnny immediately, like fluently rattled off Spanish. Like, and, nice. Like, and then I thought that was crazy, right? I'm like, wow, okay, that was pretty cool. But then five minutes later, I did the same thing. Stereotypes, dude. He's, he's <laughs> See? That's how it starts, man. And no, after that, man, we just kind of hit it off, man. Uh, how did you guys both know Spanish? I worked the South Side for like three years, man. And you just, uh, what was it called? Job. Immersion? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. That's how I learned anyway. So mm-hmm. I, I, I uh, started studying Spanish a few years ago. Okay. Um, I just love the language. So I, I started studying at home by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually started a YouTube channel to document my journey learning Spanish. That's kind of how I started first dabbling in YouTube. Okay. And, what, uh, what inspired you to even, you know, even think that way to document that, that journey? Um, you know, everything is, so much research is done on YouTube, you mm-hmm. know, Google and then YouTube. Yeah. And so as I'm trying to learn Spanish, of course I'm researching how to do that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You, know, you come across other people's channels yeah. that are doing that. And I'm like, hey, that's kind of cool. They're documenting their journey learning Spanish. Yeah. Let me do the same thing, you know? So that's kind of where it started. So what about those thoughts that pop in your head? Like, I'm a law enforcement officer. Like, this is what I do for a living. Like, why would I spend time and energy and effort into this? Into learning Spanish? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're in San Antonio, man. I mean, yeah. It's important, <laughs> it's important to learn Spanish, for one. Um, 
and just communication, man. I, you know, like I said, I just, I love uh, language learning in general. Mm -hmm. I, I just love different cultures. Mm -hmm. um, and I just wanted to be able to communicate with people. You 100%. go to places, they speak Spanish and you're like, what are they saying? You know, um, I just, it's just um, curiosity. Mm -hmm. Curiosity. It all starts from there. Awesome. So you guys make this decision to get, did y'all do that at the same time? Or I, I kind of feel like you were in real estate yeah. first, right? Okay. Yeah. I was in real estate first. Um, I, I started doing real estate really just as a way to bring in extra income. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, if you know anything about pops, they, they love working extra jobs. Oh yeah. You know, so they're always out there grinding, man, just trying to make an extra buck mm -hmm. buy a nicer car or whatever, whatever yeah. man. but they're always <laughs> out there grinding. Right. And so I was like, man, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time away from home mm -hmm. trying to make extra money. I need a better way to do it. So I, and I'm assuming you got a you got a family at this time. You got a family, yeah. This was just like a year and a half ago. I've okay. Only a, I'm only going on my second year in real estate, so I started about a year and a half ago or so. Um, and uh, there were a lot of other cops were doing real estate. Okay. Started talking to them. They were talking to me about their extra cash that they were bringing in. I'm like, mm -hmm. man, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. So that's kind of what got me going it, into real estate. It makes sense too. Y'all have an expertise that nobody else could have. You know what I'm saying? You know, like where the bad spots are and where the they look like good spots, but they're actually bad spots, right? Oh, yeah. What do you think? <laughs> I think even more than that is just um, the skill set that you have. Uh huh. There's other skill sets that you bring to bear in real estate from okay. law enforcement. Just being able to communicate, uh, handling pressure, mm -hmm. um, negoti negotiating, right? Yeah. I mean, we're constantly negotiating with people about something. Yeah. Um, even if it's just trying to get them into handcuffs. I mean, we're yeah. trying, you know what I mean? We're trying to, we're trying to talk people into something or, or whatever. So you bring those skills. And not only are you doing that, but you're doing that on the worst possible day of their life, right? They're going through some type of crisis or yeah. some scenario where obviously law enforcement has been called. Yeah. So you show up and I've had it put to me this way. You know, I remember whenever I first got into it, they started saying, Hey, well, you know, have, have you ever done sales before? Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about it and I'm like, well, a little bit, you know, I used to do personal training and stuff. And then I, I really started thinking to it, you know, I've been to a lot of crazy calls, right? And I've been mm -hmm. to a lot of them where, you know, you're talking people uh, out of guns to their head, right? And like, that's, it's crazy how often it happens. Yeah. Um, and I started to realize, well, you're selling people into the concept of life. And if you can sell people into the concept of life and talk them out of making a really bad decision, you know, a, a temporary, a permanent solution to a temporary problem, mm -hmm. you can sell anybody into anything. And it's really developing those skills that you don't even realize that you have until you look back on them and you're like, oh my God, like, I can do a lot of stuff and I didn't even realize I had the ability to. It does. It like stretches your skill set so far. Cause if you say the wrong thing, I mean, that's, that's it. And then what is more, I guess, what is more pressure than that? So selling someone at home is like, that's easy. If you say the wrong thing at worst, you lose a lead or you lose a customer, you know, you realize you don't have to sell a person a home, you know, I mean, then you're like, man, I mean, the house sells itself. You know, all I have to do is, help you negotiate the deal, make sure you're not getting screwed over. Right. Um, you know, just bring our expertise to, of the market, mm -hmm. of the neighborhood, um, of you know, these different conditions surrounding mm -hmm. real estate. That's all I have to bring. And there's no stress. You're not cussing me out. You actually want me to be there. Okay. You know, so, that, yeah. you know, so <laughs> that's a win right there. You actually want me there. You're inviting me into your home. So. Did, did you guys find yourself just cause like, all right, your normal job is the law enforcement and then you go to your your side hustle or your other job which is the real estate because you said y'all are basically working two jobs right now and then um 
do you still have that guard up? Like something could go wrong at any minute. You I mean, know, did, was it hard to to put that down? I don't know how it is. I don't know how it was for you. For me, not too much, um, because I think when you, I've been a cop for about eleven years now, so mm-hmm. now it's a lot of the things you do. It's just second nature. It's just kind of part of your personality. So mm-hmm. I mean, you're always kind of like looking around, making sure things are good. You know? Yeah. Um, you don't think about doing that. That's just kind of what you do. Right. So right. I, I don't really. I, I just. I'm just myself. You know. Mm-hmm. In every situation. I don't know if I'm in cop mode or not. To be. It becomes one of the same, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when you, like you said, you know, he's been doing it for 11 years. I've been doing it for, you know, six, uh-huh. which is half the time. But even still, you get to a point where it's it, everything's just kind of second nature. It just kind of becomes, you know, who you are. Like old you dies. That makes sense. And, yeah. You know, you you turn into this new you, and it's like, yeah, you know, people talk about hyper vigilance, and you know, you're always looking around. But I mean, some people do that, and some have gotten to a point where it's a lot more natural and not so robotic. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, you know, but we do find ourselves doing some things like the other day we, we were walking through our house. OK. And uh, we were going to wait until we got outside to talk. And uh, we walked outside and I looked down at my chest because normally when we're on patrol together, we have body cameras, uh-huh. you know, and before you want to before you start talking crap, you need to mute that, you know, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't want you don't want you know, you don't, yeah. you have something to say, you know, if, yeah. if the call's over, you need to stop your body camera. So I looked down to make sure I was in the green and i said dude i just looked down to see if my body camera was on dude i got you know point, i think i saw you smacking your chest yeah i'm like, button I'm off. I'm like are, you, are you having I'm a type of stroke like what, what are you doing, doing man mm-hmm. like it's funny yeah, yeah it's man. weird man and how it becomes second nature yeah and um yeah it's just and then the, we work together you know on the street so then oh really and then we're partners in in real estate so uh-huh. um yeah it's, it's the chemistry it's man it's, it's crazy they like there's not a whole lot of people that i've thought about that have really been able to develop this kind of chemistry that we have, yeah. you know, like whether it's on camera, on our videos or even mm-hmm. in person, you know, I mean, I think that's one comment that we've got quite a bit They're like, Oh my God, you guys are like, you guys are awesome to be around. You guys yeah. are super cool. Like down to earth, whatever. And it's like, man, like I've, I've, I've seen this before and I've seen it go really wrong when, when it's not the right people uh-huh. and they don't have the, the chemistry or maybe even the history. And um, yeah, man, it, it's been, I've been super blessed, man. I, I could have asked for a better sales partner. That's awesome, man. And it it is uh, incredibly rare, but I think because y'all fashion that on the job and on the streets, you know, under that type of pressure, again, going to selling real estate, it's like, man, we just got to be creative over here. We've got to be friendly. You know what I mean? And this is just fun now. This It's almost like a release from from the the pressure of the lease position. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a release, man. Like, I... When I'm at work, I look forward to doing this. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, like this is this is great. Like I enjoy doing this stuff. I enjoy creating the content. And I, I'm sure it's the same for you. Like I, I love making the videos. I yeah. love looking up the stuff. I love talking to people. I love getting the phone calls in. Like it's it's awesome, man. And nobody's trying to kill you. So <laughs> yeah, it's a plus. That helps. That helps a lot. So you guys, you know, you made the decision to get into real estate. I, I would imagine before you started the YouTube and got the eyeballs on, you got some of that credibility. Like, and, and this is just me, you know, thinking of objections that you guys might deal with. Well, why wouldn't I go with a full-time realtor versus somebody that has another job? You know, I understand the whole idea of like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm a police officer, so I know the city better than anybody else, right? But are there people that come with that objection? Like, hey... You know, I was going to have you list my home, but I want a full somebody that's full time or this is all they do. We've had that that objection before mm-hmm. um, we overcome it. Um, 
it's, it's actually pretty easy to overcome. Mm -hmm. and, and basically what we tell them is, you know, oftentimes you're working with one, one realtor. Um, of course, there are real estate teams out there, but right, not, right. you don't usually work with everyone on a team. Yeah, there's like a know? listing agent and buying agents. Exactly. Yeah. So with us, we are a, a team mm -hmm. and we work together on every deal. So, of course, we do have other jobs. You know, we, we do have law enforcement that we that we do full time, mm -hmm. but there's one of us always available. So we work opposite shifts now. Um, one of us really is 24 coverage. You know, when a person needs nice. or whenever they have a question about anything, they can call, text or email. Mm -hmm. and one of us is literally always available. So um, and that's been very, very helpful for clients, especially when you're moving from out of state. You know, they're in different time zones. I'm, we've had people contact us from Africa, South Africa. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a huge time zone difference. And so when they need to get a hold of us or they have a question, they don't have to wait until business hours or whatever the hours are for mm -hmm. one agent. They can get a hold of either one of us. Oh, that makes a ton yeah. of sense. And it's a huge advantage when oh, dealing with these clients. Yeah, real big deal. Okay. So, you know, I was in real estate, I don't know, 14, 15, oh, geez. 16 years ago, <laughs> freaking getting old. Um, I was a marketing manager for a real estate company and, you know, they had the big personality. He was the listing agent for all the listings. And then he had a team of like 10 to 12 buying agents. Right. And we had like 300 homes that we were doing marketing for. And that's what I noticed was the major difference was the marketing. And that's why he always got so many listings because you saw his face all over yeah. town, yeah. all the signs like, and so for you guys, what are y'all doing to, I guess, on the marketing side and then to differentiate yourself in a crowded real estate market? So YouTube is a crazy tool, right? Um, 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, God, whenever it first started, mm -hmm. right, it used to be kind of a platform for, you know, I mean, you'd go on there, you'd watch funny videos and stuff, yeah. right? But then, cat videos. Yeah, no, it's always <laughs> a cat videos. It always comes back to cat videos. <laughs> um, but man, it got to a point where people began to get creative, right? And they started, they started marketing using YouTube because they realized how much traction and how much like impact, impact and yeah. attention that YouTube is getting. Mm -hmm. So, um, I know we have some really good mentors, for instance, and, um, Jonathan, he was the one who actually put me onto them, man. But the way they explained it, it's like, look, in no other platform, can you get in front of that many people? Like for instance, um, how long would it take you to have a conversation about, let's say, the pros and cons of a new, of buying a new construction home? How long mm -hmm. would it take for you to have that conversation with 13,400 people? A lifetime. A lifetime. <laughs> we did it in the last 28 days. Beautiful. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's, YouTube is an evergreen thing and it builds on itself. The content is always up there. Mm -hmm. So it's a search engine, right? It's Google owns YouTube which not a lot of people realize. So right. by having our, our videos and our content up on YouTube, not only are we, you know, we're, we're existing on this platform where people can search and, you know, people go to YouTube to search things, but also we're coming up on Google now. Mm -hmm. Search, hey, what are, the, what are the pros and cons of living in San Antonio, Texas, right? We pop up whenever you do a Google search, we pop up when you do a YouTube search. So really it's, it's like synergy, man. It's, it's mm -hmm. crazy. But when it comes to marketing yourself, um, you really... I, I, what I love about it is you just be yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, I heard, I think Sean Kendall always says your vibe attracts your tribe. So mm -hmm. if you are yourself, whoever you are, and you understand who you are and you're comfortable with that, just be yourself and the people who gravitate towards you, they'll just, they'll find you and they'll want to work with you. So when it comes to marketing, 
we don't really have to be anybody other than who we are. And right. we just put that out there. Um, always, you know, um, the value add is always there. We're always providing the value, mm-hmm. answering the question that somebody's asking about San Antonio or about the housing market. Or, um, you know, I'm a veteran, so I'm answering questions about the VA home loan benefit, things like that. Yeah. As long as I'm, as long as we have that value add, mm-hmm. but we're just being who we are when we're answering those questions. Um, the marketing part is, is taking care of itself. Well, and to add to that too, I think that that's where a lot of people get turned off by like real estate agents in general, right? Mm-hmm. Because say you drive through a neighborhood, right? And you see your buddy you went to high school with on a sign, wearing a suit, you know, doing this yeah. thing, you know? You're like, fool, I went to high school with yeah. you. Yeah. I know like, you don't wear a suit. suit. I've seen you, you. Poke, puke out of the back of a yeah. pickup like, truck. I, I, was, I was there, I saw that. So, yeah. I mean, that doesn't make me want to buy a house from you. Seeing, right. seeing this, um, this sort polished of, version. Exactly, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody's wearing a suit. Everyone's doing the, the head shots and everyone's doing this, you know, I know I, I used to uh, touch them up. I used to Did do the, the, the touch up on, yeah. you know, Photoshop and stuff. Yeah. 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 And, and so you got a, a million. I had to use a lot way. for some of those agents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Photoshop is an incredible tool. And then, and then when, you, when you combine uh, YouTube with, you know, your other social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. and then people verify you on those platforms, I, I believe. So, you know, they're finding your content through, um, know specific research on youtube right and they're like hey who who is this guy or yeah. who are these guys and then they're going to look for you somewhere else right to verify who you are like, mm-hmm. man this guy seems probably okay. facebook facebook yeah right? and then you know they're looking at those other platforms and they're like oh dude okay he's a family guy or yeah or this dude drinks all freaking day like this dude ain't about nothing like right. i don't want to call this guy you know so they're verifying you on the other platforms and then they're like okay this is my dude that's a that's a good point you're making though a lot of a lot of professionals they'll they'll be buttoned up on LinkedIn, you know what I mean? And, and I say buttoned up in terms of about their business, about their, you know, maybe not found me as much on LinkedIn, but then you go to their Facebook and it's like non-existent, right. you know, or it's like a few pictures that they're tagged in or something like that, you know? Or it's the exact same. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think you should be the same on every platform. Every mm-hmm. platform is is different and they they have a, they serve a different purpose. Yeah. Um, people want to know who they are working with, not just in business, but in life like do you align with my values yeah you know um and you can't have the same stuff across every platform some some you see some real estate agents youtube suit and tie you know Mm -hmm. they're they're i mean they're super professional which is not a problem being professional um but then instagram same pictures you're like man like does this dude have a a life yeah outside of real estate yeah no you don't you don't find anything else you're like it's it's the marketed version of themselves everywhere everywhere you're like that's not real yeah, it's, it's, not it's real. so easy to see through, too. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. you can spot it from a mile away. You're like, hold on a minute, that's yeah. not, that's not you. And on the flip yeah. side of that, you have some dudes that are just always, you know, always silly. Uh, mm-hmm. Their YouTube channel, they're, they're, you know, it's like TikTok. They're always silly, doing silly stuff yeah. to, to market themselves. Mm-hmm. Then you go to the other platform, same thing. They're just always silly and mm-hmm. like. Like, is this person ever serious? Like, yeah. hey, this is a big. Can they close my deal? Yeah, this is a yeah. big transaction for me. Like, are they? Are they, Can they be professional as well? Right. So, um, but you know, if if they're being genuine, they're being who they are. Um, you know, they m- might also attract some business. You know, because there might be people out there that are looking mm-hmm. for that. So, um, just being true to, true to yourself. It's I different guess. strokes for different folks, man. Yeah. That's okay. So, when it comes to the sales side. You guys are getting a lot of eyeballs on YouTube. You know, I saw your first video on there was 38,000 views, you know, and every video since is two or 300 views, you know. And so we're not really 
set up for YouTube, although we are on YouTube, we don't make the content for YouTube, if that makes sense. Yeah. We just, okay, we make the content for Facebook, Instagram, and then the podcast channel, and we record it so we can put it on YouTube. So we're not doing too well on there. It's like three to five views per video, maybe, you know? I mean, we've got, what, like, yeah. <laughs> we got a lot on there, a lot of content. Um, and so it looks like, that when you just look at the channel by itself, it looks great, right? But let me ask you this. When you guys post a video and you get, let's just say, 5,000 views, which is common for you guys, um, how do you turn those views into sales? Can you walk me through that process? That, see, that's a really good question. Uh, a really good question. We ask ourselves that all the time. Conversion, because it's yeah. all about conversion. If I get 100,000 people watching a video, but no one, the phone doesn't ring, yeah. then... Just, it's just a dopamine hit, it, it, you know? <laughs> and so that's the question that I think every creator or anyone who has a business that's using YouTube to generate leads, that's the question that they're always trying to answer. How do we mm -hmm. convert? Um, and so there's, there are things that we're doing right now to, to increase that conversion. Um, little things, little tweaks. Uh, just the other day we had a meeting, right? We were talking about, um, tell them what you, what was it that you found out about our intro? The drop off. Yeah. So if you've ever taken a look at YouTube analytics, mm -hmm. um, it's a crazy tool, man. It, it can show you, just give you so much insight into your videos. Um, if you take a look at the, the video duration, right, you can see exactly the points that people have dropped off of the mm -hmm. video, right? And the, the biggest one that we were realizing was right after our intro video, because our intro video was like 20 seconds, 20 to 24 seconds. And we, we'd get on, we'd do our spiel, say, hey, this video is about blah, 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 blah. And then our intro video would play, and we're like, man, like, no one cares about the intro video. We lost our attention. So we're doing something to adapt. To that we're fixing that uh, right so we're gonna now that was that was uh that. yeah yeah because <laughs> we have a long intro video too that so, makes sense yeah, like so as soon as you said it i was like oh yeah you're losing them because they have to watch that for 20 seconds so if, yeah. you, if you take your whole video and you do the exact same process right you look at where the main drop-off points are like there's a, a really good book that i read about specifically youtube and the algorithm right mm -hmm. um you do that the entire process you find out at the point where 50 percent of your viewers drop off you click on and say okay what did i do here Okay, let's adjust. Fix that. Yep. And then you go to the next point. Okay, what point did 40% of my viewers drop off? Okay, mm -hmm. adjust. And you keep doing that throughout the process. Eventually, you're going to build a, uh, a you're going to be able to get rid of all the things that are forcing people and driving yeah. them away from your channel. And, your and, and you, you can't have any ego in that. You know, I think a lot of people, um, you have to understand your target audience, mm -hmm. right? So when I was in the Army Reserves, I was part of a PSYOP unit in the Army Reserves. And that's one of the biggest things that we that we talk about is understanding your target audience you right. know it, um you know we're not supposed to psyop our own people right in the country but mm -hmm. i mean we do we, we study um who it is that we're trying to um impact we we learn their behavior we see what they're trying to do and we adapt our our strategies to um keep their attention sounds like the the green berets kind of well, what they yeah, do yeah yeah, yeah. Very, very similar. Basically, you know? are infiltrating another uh, people, I should say, and then uh, basically negotiating deals to get the um, uh, what do you call it? The operations and be able to operate there without any friction or anything. Yeah, right? it's just like winning friends and allies, mm -hmm. you know, here in, in your neighborhood. You know, mm -hmm. you understand what it is that it, what people want, and you know you provide that to them. So mm -hmm. when you're studying our, your analytics, you have to do the same thing without any ego. You're like, man, yeah. people don't want to see 
I love my art intro. Did we put a lot of work into that? It, yeah. looks, it looks great, mm-hmm. but people don't want to see it. Yeah. You know, so okay, they want their well, answer that they search. You know yeah. So, so we're gonna have to shorten. It. <laughs> and, and it takes some time. We got to play around with it a little bit. Maybe yeah. Shorten the intro. Maybe get rid of it altogether. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe change some colors, fonts, whatever it is. But you but have at, to constantly tweak. But at the end of the day, it's not about you. It's exactly. about who's watching your video. That's why you're making yeah. the video. You're not yeah. making like you said earlier. You're not making the video to stroke your own ego. Right. I mean, you could. I mean, cool. Great, but it's not going to convert to sales, man. Yeah, we've we've been guilty of this too. Is you know we've made videos that are just hype reels, you know, and don't really provide any value other than continuing the uh, continuing the uh, I guess celebrity, yeah, if if you will, you know, it's just like a a hype video. Got some rap music in the background, and you know we're traveling, we're on planes, we're going to events, we're speaking on stage and stuff, and that's cool and everything. But it, it's not providing anybody any value. I don't think, and there's nothing wrong with that either yeah. because you're you're documenting what you're doing. Yeah. yeah it's, so, you know, um, our, our business uh, partners in our upline in uh, the Mile High Property Brothers and EMSP, okay. I mean, they're heavy hitters in the real estate space, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're doing live uh, calls with them every week just trying to, like, get better at our craft and understand the real estate mm-hmm. game in general, understand YouTube and marketing. And um, that's one of the things that they're constantly talking about is document what you're doing. Yeah. Always having that value add as well. Mm-hmm. But there's times and places for just showing, you know, the hype. You know, yeah. Hey, man, this we're on the road, man. Like we're getting after it. We're meeting these people. We're sitting in these circles. Mm-hmm. This is how far we've come. You got to show that stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it comes down to kind of like what you said. Everything is content. Yeah. But not all content serves the same purpose. Right. So it's about categorizing that content and turning it into what you think is going to be best, what your audience needs to see. Which kind of goes back to the multiple platforms, mm-hmm. you know, um, using YouTube for one thing and maybe Instagram and Facebook. Something do, you, different. do you capture leads on YouTube? Do we capture leads on YouTube? Or is it more they see you on YouTube and then they search you on Facebook and message you? No, they, they call us directly from our YouTube channel. Okay. I'd say, what, 90 uh, Oh, y'all have a call feature on there? Uh, we submit our information, like, yeah. in our in our YouTube description. Put it pops it up there. on the screen. Okay. You know, um, we incorporate calls to action usually two times throughout the video, at the beginning, at the end. Nice. You know, call, text, email. We provide it in the description. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a, it's a double-edged sword, though, because we've had a couple weirdos. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. going to oh, happen. Yeah. You put yourself out there, man, and you get some yeah. weird people hitting you up. But at the same time, it's a small risk to pay for, you oh, know, yeah. I mean. And, of course, you know, when I first started, man, I was putting my personal number, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm oh, just man. getting in the game, man. I don't know anything I'm learning. I'm sure your wife loved that. Bro, <laughs> saying, people are calling, and I'm like, how do you get my number? <laughs> your YouTube channel. Oh, your video. Dude, so, yeah, I had to go back and blur out off my old number, man. Yeah. And put in our, our business number because – yeah, that was getting wild. Yeah, pers- wild. personal number on the, the business card. This was like 15 years ago. And then I had a girl call me at 2 a.m. Yeah. My wife's like, oh, no, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> but, then, but, then, hey, but then when wife starts acting up, be like, hey, you see, man, people call up. Like, I'm about to get, I'm about to get I got randoms hey, calling me. me. Start acting right. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So so let me ask you this. And and I want I want to... Challenge you guys a little bit because I feel like the viewers will get more or the, the listeners will get more from it. So is there no call to action that they don't have to like stop what they're, how do I say this? Leave the app. 
Is, is there no way to submit anything there? Uh, what, do, what do you mean by that? So like right now your phone number comes up on screen, but if they're watching it on their phone, what do they do? Like, so here's the funny thing. So through our YouTube analytics, actually most people watch our content on their TV at home. Really? Yeah, most people watch the content. Huh. I forget what the numbers are. I should have, I should have brought up. A, a lot of it's mobile. A lot of it is mobile. Don't be okay. Wrong. But then we, there was a, that threw a monkey wrench in our stuff because we we're like, wait, it's like sixty people watching this on their TV. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Strange, you know? Then I, I guess in the video, in the notes of the, the video, you probably have a clickable phone number or something. No, it's not clickable. So, you know, they just would go back or, you know, screen capture or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or just look in the description, you know, when you look at the about me section of the video, yeah, um, or the description of the video, our, our information is in there. Oh, yeah, that's what um, I meant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you can copy and paste that, yeah, you can copy okay. And paste it. So, yeah, we have it in multiple places. So, we, we we have it in the video, we have it in the description, like he said, okay, we have it in the video, we actually also have it in the comments section. So, mm -hmm. there's multiple areas, you know, I mean, you think when you click on a YouTube video, you look at the video and then you scroll down for a second, check the comments to see if there's yeah. anything outlandish, which there almost always is, mm -hmm. or see what recommended videos there are. Yeah. And, you know, there's usually a pinned comment up there, and that's what we have. We have our information. Our oh, nice. Okay. There. So, then also, you go look at the description, you know, sometimes you'll have time markers in YouTube. Mm -hmm. You click, you know, certain things. We have our information there. And then if you watch the video a couple different times, our information pops up so you can contact us. So, there's, there's a few different exposure points where you're getting our information. It's like, hey, right. this is how you get a hold of us. And, you know, we also put links to our Instagram and, you know, email and all that stuff on there. Okay. So you have multiple avenues of getting, getting a hold of us. Right. Very nice. Are you guys, and just, again, walking through the back end of the sales process, because, you know, everybody lo loves to talk about closing lines and, you know, how to get people to buy and right. all that good stuff. But I know now that we're in such a digital age, it's more about that back end sales process. So... Are you guys, once somebody reaches out to you, where are you entering that lead? Does your ZXP have a CRM that you guys are using? And then you kind of follow the model from there? They do provide a CRM, mm -hmm. you know, through, through our brokerage. So we do utilize that CRM to, in, to, you know, to put all of our leads in there. Mm -hmm. um, there are different ways that you can capture leads automatically. Um, we, we don't utilize those yet. Um, usually someone calls. Um, we speak to them on the phone or through text messages. We get a lot of text messages in mm -hmm. emails um, and we'll usually provide from that point. Um, we'll have a short conversation about what it is that they're looking for, a little bit about their story. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we try to get them over to a Zoom call um, so we can get on a nice. live Zoom call with them. Yeah. Um, and so once we get them on a Zoom call, that's where we get more of their story where they're coming from, what mm -hmm. it is that they're looking for, that's, their timeline. That's kind of the appointment, right? The appointment. And then you can share your screen. You can show them houses. Oh, yeah, shoot. All that yeah. stuff through our Zoom call. And this be this may be normal in real estate now. I haven't been in the real estate game for a while. so This is probably normal for those who are capturing out-of-state leads. Now, if we, okay. were in, if we were just focused on our sphere mm -hmm. and our local buyers and sellers, most of this stuff would be done in person. you know. Um, but that's that's also how you go broke. You know what I mean? Because you're spending all this time with people that may not eventually buy. I, yeah. I, I love the, the Zoom call piece because it's like they also get to scratch that itch right away versus having to wait, you know, yeah, for they, they can schedule on a day and time that works for them. Yeah. You know, we're not trying to go back and forth on, hey, what day are you available? What day are you not available? Yeah. We send them the link. It has our, our availability. Mm -hmm. They choose a date that are works you, for them. You guys using Calendly? We use oh, Calendly. Okay, yeah. nice. And um, they choose a date and time that works for them and then we could jump on a call. Um yeah, it, it works well. It works. It works well. It, it goes in line with the brand because we're utilizing mm -hmm. 
video. And that's yeah. video, you know, just keeps that makes sense. Yeah. Are you guys tracking all that? Like when those appointments are scheduled, the conversion rate into <laughs> um, we, we have this conversation. Okay. Do we need to be? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Should we be? Absolutely. No. No, I I love seeing the evolution though. Right. You know, um, it's you know, you guys have been doing this together for you you said a year and a half, so six months together. Six months together. We really started it. January. Okay. Jan okay. Yeah. January. So you're, you're. I mean, let's be honest. You're already way ahead of most realtors. Period. Just on the marketing piece, the YouTube piece. Y'all have great mentors. That's obvious. And so this is something that's going to come as you guys evolve. You know, you're going to start seeing the conversion rates and everything. Maybe even start utilizing some of those VAs for appointment setting yeah. and kind of priming the customer. And then you're just showing up. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And you're probably right. Is we don't. It's hard for us to see it that way because. You know, we're, you know, like most people, you yeah. want everything now. Yeah, like, absolutely. I want, I want all my systems in place today. Like, right. Why are all my systems and processes not running at like 100? Mm -hmm. But, you know, it doesn't work that way. So, yeah, you're right. Everything, all these, we're putting pieces in place a little at a time. But Well, and on top of that, too, adding these systems and processes on the back end all well, again, still having to go to something for 40 hours a week and then, trying to maintain you know i have kids johnny's got kids we're both married it's like man like it's a it's a full plate yeah so we try you know what, I mean? what are you, what are y'all's kids ages mine are two and a half and one. Oh man you're oh, in the yeah. thick of it okay spread out i've got a 12 and uh, thir sorry 13 11 7 and two and a half oh my gosh yeah bless your heart yeah. <laughs> know, that's why i'm wearing a hat so you don't see all these <laughs> Mine are 9, 11, and 12. Okay. So I got them close together, yeah. stacked them up. Yeah. We're past diapers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> no, we're at the point now where my daughter watches the other two. You know yeah. what I mean? We can, well, go, we can go on two or three hour date nights and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So our 13 and 11 year old, yeah. you know, um, you know they're, they're very helpful, man. And I know it's not legal until they're 12. So you don't got me there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. At seven, they were doing a damn good job babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're in that stage. We're in the stage where my son takes off his diaper in the middle of the night and chucks it across the room. For Let's go. <laughs> Naked handstands at five in the morning. It's great, but I'm like. He's a performer. He's, yeah, he, he does a damn good job of keeping my attention. Yeah. <laughs> man, that's wild. wild. That's fantastic. So. Is there a pivot point or is law enforcement the dream job and real estate's just the retirement package or how are we working? Is there a pivot point where you guys say, you know, we're out, pleasure serving you San Antonio as police officers, but now we're just going to serve you as a real estate company? So I, I think that there's, you have to be very diplomatic in the way that you answer certain questions, right? Okay. Um, I, I think that, I think everyone who works a nine to five job, regardless of what the job is. Mm -hmm. I think everybody thinks of themselves or would like to see themselves in a position where they could say, you know what, I'm, I'm making a lot of either passive income or income doing something else that I don't have to work as hard for. Right. Um, I'd like to be able to make that decision to, to transition. Mm -hmm. right? um, I don't think we're any different. Um, I think law enforcement for both of us is amazing. I absolutely love it. Um, would I love to be able to spend all my working, 
all my waking hours with my family. I mean, who mm-hmm. wouldn't want that, right? right. If, if, if I were able to be in a position to make that decision, um, that would be great. Uh, well, and then I'll throw in a caveat there because I do get tired of my family sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I'll look over at my wife and I'll be like, hey, we, we've been spending too much time with these kids. We need to go get out of yeah, the house. We need to go sure, do something. Right. Like we do a date night every week. But at the same time, it's like, man, we haven't had a vacation, just me and her in a minute. Yeah. You know, and that's because, you know, basically we've been building this new business and stuff. And she, yeah. she just opened up her own business. But completely understand what you're saying. I want the option to spend time with my family if I want yeah. to. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, what I, about I, you? You know, I, I think I'm going hey, to defer. lightly, bro. <laughs> I'm going to defer to Johnny on this one. Uh, that was a far more eloquent answer than I would answer on this so i'm gonna i'm gonna is there a number is there a number is there a number yeah there's gotta have a number in your head there's a number okay so there's a number there's a lot of things (laughs) all right so let's assume you guys hit the number what's now you have 40 hours of your week back 40 hours of mental energy back you know i'm saying now you're not having to make life and decisions every day what what do you think happens after that so this is something we've talked about a lot, you know, what would we do if we had the time? I think everybody mm-hmm. asks that question. Mm-hmm. So our mentors, again, they're incredible. And one of the things that they harp on, is, you know, lead generation is obviously the, the, one of the primary, primary most important things when it comes to this business. Mm-hmm. However, we believe that it's important, important to have at least four different pillars of lead generation, right? YouTube being one of them. Another one could be, say, open houses. Another one could be, you know, going to community events. And then you have a fourth one, whatever you decided. Uh, the listings themselves. Sure. Yeah. Listings themselves. So being able to have the time to execute on all those things and build them up, right? Because we've done an amazing job of, I think, reaching the out-of-state community and, and capturing the attention of people who want to move here. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, you know, I mean, whenever you, you have a limited amount of time, you put I don't want to say all of your eggs in one basket, but you, you go hard on one, on one right. section and one platform, and then you kind of maintain everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, once we develop that platform, we want to be able to, to grow these other legs, right? I mean, right. A, a, you have a table with uneven legs, you know, it's not going to stand very well. Mm-hmm. So to be able to develop, you know, do open houses really well, participate in community events, put on other events for other realtors who want to yeah. know what we're doing, you know. Um, Abundance. Exactly. Mindset. And really be able to help and tap into the community here. I think that's so important and that's one thing that we desperately need to develop. And the only way that we can do that is with time. And, and that's just in real estate. You know, I think what we have learned in general, just through business mm-hmm. is that really sky's the limit. I think people put too many limits on themselves. And um, I mean, that's the reason why so many of us work, you know, a W2 job for so many years, yeah. man, because we, we limit ourselves. We just, we don't believe that we can do more mm-hmm. um, and we, do, we just don't have a bigger vision for our life. And I think as we've started doing real estate and working together and working with people who are doing just amazing things in their lives and in business, I mean, you just you realize there's just no limit to what we're capable of. And then your creative side starts to flow and you're like, okay, isn't I can do more than just real estate. I mean, we can start another channel doing something else or we mm-hmm. can start a podcast. Um, you know, and you, in, in the skills that you bring to one thing, you start to develop and build on those oh, yeah. skills. And it's just, 
Sky's the limit, man. It becomes a problem. I will tell you that. (laughs) It's like, oh, shoot, if I can do this, I can easily do that. Let me start doing that. And then you're like, oh, you have to stay focused, right? You have to to stay focused. Yeah. um, But yeah, and I have a problem with that, man. It's Mm -hmm. like, dude, when I, that's how it was with me in Spanish, dude. When I was learning Spanish, I mean, I go all in, bro. I mean, Mm -hmm. when when there's something I want to do and I see other people doing it at a high level, yeah. My mentality is like, oh, I could do it at that level. Mm-hmm. And I go all in until I reach that level. I'm like, I, it's not that I, I don't think that people can be better than me. It's just that, man, I, I believe in myself and I think I can do that. So I go hard. I think when you accomplish something notable the first time, it kind of unlocks everything else. Because you're like, I didn't accomplish that because I was super talented or yeah. because I was super good looking, you know what I mean? Or whatever the case, I accomplished it because I worked my ass off to get there or I executed X, Y, and Z. So that means I could do it for everything else. Yeah, you it's know? like unlocking levels in a game, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you work, work, hurt, and you, you make it to that next level and you're like, and then you realize there's multiple levels above that. And you're like, dude, I could, that's how far I can go. I can go even higher than, yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny because you, you initially you go into it and you think like oh this is just a formula to build real estate and then you're like oh my god no this is the formula, formula for like life everything. yeah and you take it you you again apply it in different mm-hmm. areas and you're like oh my god i want to do this i want to do this and i think a lot of it has to do with the people you're around right you know there's that one saying where it's like the five people you are around the most that's who you become right and we've mm-hmm. had the opportunity to make some incredible connections man i mean not even real i mean real estate for sure but mm-hmm. outside of real estate we've had the opportunity to hang around some guys who are doing stuff i mean humongous things real estate is a medium for wealthy people and successful people yeah 100 yep uh, when i look at the networks that i'm in and stuff like that the people at the top they all have at least five to ten homes cash flowing right now maybe they got a few airbnbs or the, but they have a portfolio so if you're in real estate and you're the business the transaction side of it you have access to all of those people a lot of them started as realtors too man. You know, like a lot of people we met we're like they're like yeah i used to be a realtor i'm like really now, mind you, not doing anything having to do with real estate anymore. They all started there. And that was like, that was a big reason that I became a realtor, right? I, I picked up a book, you know, I, I remember walking through Barnes and Noble and I'm like, you know, I need to read a book that like can help me grow. Cause I didn't read, I'm like, nerds, you know, I'm not reading. So <laughs> it got to a point where like, you know, I should probably do some reading. So guy in the store was like, Hey man, rich dad, poor dad. I guess he yeah. heard my thoughts, right? And everyone starts off with rich dad, poor dad. Yeah. I picked it up. Dude, I read the thing in like a day and a half, the entire book. I'm like, oh my God. And it mm-hmm. changed the way I thought about money. It changed the way I thought about everything. So I got his next book and I read that one in like three days. Yeah. And everything that all these people, like you said, had a, have in common, it goes back to exactly what you said. They're like, oh man, some form of fashion, they were involved with real estate, whether it be owning real estate, they sold real estate at some right. point. And I thought, okay, well, I don't necessarily want to be an agent forever. Mm-hmm. But if it gets to that point where I'm like, okay, like this is a great skill to have and this is a great uh, uh set of knowledge to possess. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, you know, worst that happens, I'll do the course and I'll, you know, sell a home, I'll make my money back. And now I just have this knowledge and I don't have to use a realtor anymore. You know, that's kind of when you started talking, right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, man, that, that's hundred percent. Right. So we started talking. I remember we went and I, I hit him up. I'm like, Hey dude, like you're busy today. He said, no, I said, Hey, well, I wanted to pick your brain about a couple of things. So we started talking we met up at a Starbucks and, um, and we were like, Hey, um, I started asking him about real estate and I'm like, Hey, what do you think about it? What do you like about it? Whatever. He's like, man, it's 
it's great. You know, I mean, I get the opportunity to be, you know, be creative, make my content. I can deal with people, you know, I can talk to them and, you know, the money is, is it's great. Blah, 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 blah. Right. You know, just, just going mm-hmm. on around. And I'm like, man, you know, that sounds pretty cool. So we got off track, like, you know, shocking. I know we never get off track, but, <laughs> but uh, we got off track and we started talking about, you know, YouTube and, and we kind of started discussing these ideas that we had. And we're like, man, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily know that what we want to accomplish has been done in the way that we want to do it. Mm-hmm. And we said, well, you know, what's the worst that could happen? So, you know, he already had his thing going with real estate. You know, he'd had a little bit of success with it, especially with YouTube. You know, I mean, yeah. he had some really good success. And um, we said, well, how can we make it better? So we kind of took a minute and rebranded. And uh, man, like it, it, at that point, you know, one idea led to the other and it just mm-hmm. kind of compounded on each other. And we're like, dude, like now it's like, all I have is ideas and all we, we talk about them with each other and we're like, Oh my God, let's go do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, you know, it's just like, we don't have time. We didn't have time. So in yeah. time we have so many ideas that we want to be able to do. And that's kind of what kicked it off, man. Just both being able to be creative and, mm-hmm. and talk with each other and kind of being on the same. I and think, having uh, the same value, the same value system too. Exactly. Cause yeah. I think a lot of people can get into, you know, partnering up with somebody. I mean, it can, it can make or break your business. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're, everyone has ambition to be successful and you're like, well, we can do it better together. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you get together and you're like, man, I can't work with this dude this or sucks. this person. So, um, but we had the same value system, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're both family men, you know, um, you know, we, we have the same, um, you know, faith, uh, mm-hmm. everything's the same when it comes to how we want to portray ourselves to the public, how we want to, uh, be for our children and our wives, mm-hmm. all that's the same. So it's, it's almost like a no brainer, when it came to business uh, we were just so similar and then of course already working together on the street was, yeah you know it was you literally have each other's backs we literally have each other's <laughs> back. and it yeah. was funny man i remember the first time even before he got his license i think um i took him with me we had a, I had a client flying to town um in california and i took him with me just to kind of see how i show houses and stuff mm-hmm. and um dude it was just like being on patrol you know like i'm talking to these people yeah and then he he he's like my cover officer man he steps in and starts talking to them yeah. and you know providing a little bit more value that i things that i didn't think about and I'm, distracts I'm like, the husband while the wife falls in love with the house <laughs> yeah, exactly. and we were looking at each other like dang dude like this, this is works this is legit bro like let's do it so yeah it was it was off to the races from there man have you guys uh created core values yet for your business um we we discuss our core values but we haven't put them to paper yeah. I think I think it's time to do that. Yeah, because you guys, talk, y'all, y'all have talked about that like three or four separate times during this uh, interview, and um, I think y'all are ready for that for sure. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I think everything needs to be on paper. Mm-hmm. That's uh, and we hear we hear that yeah. we hear that a lot right there. Yeah, I like exactly. that, man. Yeah, everything mm-hmm. should be on paper. It's one thing to know them, um, but as you grow and scale. Um, and you start bringing people into your business. Well, do they know your values? Like I know him, but do they know him? Do they know what you're about? Mm -hmm. And it it does need to be something that's, that's concrete. Well, and then as you go down the road, I think you've got to touch on it, you know, potentially building a team and whatever later down the road. It's like, look, you have to be able to ensure that whoever you're adding into this circle, this group fits into those core values. Yeah. And it's so important because like you said, it's going to make or break your business. Mm-hmm. And you know, if, if, you know, five guys in this group have the same core values and we're like, Hey man, look, this is who we are. This is what we represent. This is what we don't tolerate. And then you right. have one knucklehead who comes in and, you know, screws it all up. Then your team ruins problems. the whole team. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. It tarnishes your reputation, man. And like your reputation is for your, forever, you know, it's everything. And that's how you make decisions too. Like 
when you're when you're hiring people they i mean everybody bullshits yeah. <laughs> everybody embellishes you know yeah. but then when the infraction happens you look at the values and you're like hey we established these from the beginning and you keep violating this one you gotta go yeah you know? it's like you know what we're about you know mm -hmm. you're not about it and it's the same even just working with other vendors yeah. um you know you're whether it be a lender or you know a title company um i'm you know we we meet with those people uh, regularly mm -hmm. you know before we really start doing business we do have a sit down and explain hey this is what we're about this is our brand this is what we represent this is what our clients expect from us so this is what we expect from everybody that we work with because i mean i can't just bring you donuts and you'll send me hey, business you know what? you're gonna bring them to me <laughs> you bring but... a dozen donuts and you know <laughs> so that, that's a real estate thing that is not a cop joke i promise <laughs> The mortgage, I don't care what the mortgage companies come by all the time. They do their whole spiel they or whatever. They spiel, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely right. It's funny, man, because like that's, we understand that, man. We're like, hey, we're putting our faith in somebody else who's, you know, it's connected to our business, but it's not us. So the people who reach out to us, especially when they're out of state, they're like, dude, I'm putting my trust in you guys. Yeah. I'm buying a home. I don't even freaking live there yet. Yeah. So if we refer someone to a lender or really anybody else, it's like, hey, like we have to, vet them and make sure, hey, this guy's legit. He's going to take care of you. This dude is not going to drop the ball. And I think that is so important. I mean, it's like a, that's, it's another pillar that you need to hold up your business. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's crazy. I'm, I'm excited for you guys. Cause I think there's a few things you maybe are thinking of already, but I uh, haven't really entertained yet, which is one is a marketing company. You guys are a marketing company already. I don't know if you know that, but um, what's going to happen and it may have already happened is that the realtor's going to come to you and say, Hey, can you do that for me? Then all of a sudden you have another arm of your business. If yeah. you want to pursue that, cause I see you get really excited about YouTube. I see you get really excited about real estate. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. You, you, you never know. So that may be a, that may be, you know, you know, once you leave law enforcement, that may be the next thing, you know, or, uh, real estate investing, obviously that can be a full-time job too. Yeah. yeah. I've got some people that I want to introduce y'all to locally for sure um, that it is their full-time job. So, you know, it could maybe open up a couple doors there, but Absolutely. all right. So last question, did you prep them for this? No. Okay, good. Last question. Um, what does legacy mean to you and what legacy do you want to leave behind? We'll start with you. Oh man, that's, that's a good question. What does legacy mean to me, man? It's um, I, I guess it comes down to how you're remembered. Uh, when you're gone. Um, and um, how do I want to be remembered? Um, the most important thing is the legacy that I leave um, for my family. Um, business, leaving a business legacy, you know, I guess that's, that's, that'd be good, you know, but that'd be more of a, of a benefit for my family. But really, I care more about the legacy that I leave um, for my kids as far as the type of husband I was to their, to their mom. Mm -hmm. um, the type of father I was to them. Um, that's the most important thing, man. Um, you know, I just, I just want to be remembered as a good dude who, who loved his kids, mm -hmm. you know, who did right by them, who loved people. Um, I'm kind of a jerk sometimes, man. Um, I know that when I'm gone, people are going to be like, dude, he was intense sometimes, but, <laughs> you know, but I, I want them to say that and say, but at the same time, man, he was, he was legit. Like he was real. Like he loved people you know, he was hard on people sometimes, mm -hmm. but it's just, he was coming from a place of love. Yeah. Tough you know, love. I, just, I just want to be remembered like that, man. I love it. I love it, Jonathan. What about you, Trevor? 
am I supposed to follow that up, man? God bless. So, <laughs> so here's what I'll say. I'm going to preface this. And uh, Ryan kind of knows this story. Uh, he was he was there for a bit amount of this. So I don't know. We go back to high school a long time ago. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, man. We've yeah. known each other for a minute. So um, when I was 14 years old, I lost my dad to suicide. Um, it's a lot to go through at that age. I mean, it's a lot to go through like in any context, but especially at that age, man, that's a weird, it's a weird point in life, right? Yeah. So at that point, you know, I mean, I, I, I have my mom and my stepdad and they're phenomenal. I couldn't, couldn't ask for a better set of, uh, you know, parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but having kids of my own now, this really feeds into what he said, man. Um, money's cool. You know, you can do some cool stuff with it, but at the end of the day, um, my kids don't care about how much money I make. My kids don't care how many bad guys I arrested. They don't care how many deals I did. What they care about is that dad was there. At the end of the day, your dad was there, right? Mm-hmm. He was there at the, the events. You know, he was there. He showed me this. You know, he, he instilled these values in me. He cared. You know, same thing. He loved my mom, you know. Mm-hmm. And being there, you know, not coming from a spot where I didn't have, you know, my dad for a good you know, majority of my life now, um, that's so important to me. Just to be there for my kids and be the best freaking dad I can be show them that dude, I mean, no, no matter no matter what your circumstances are going into situations you can always you can always win man there's always a way to win you can always prevail no matter what you what predisposition you go into it with um and really just to be there for my family man that's 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 what i want that's that's the only legacy i care about fantastic man i appreciate you sharing that with yeah. us i know it's not easy uh so thank you guys so much for coming on the show yeah, man thanks for um, having us all the links, all the YouTube links, the uh, email, phone numbers, all that's going to be in the show notes. If anybody's interested in getting in contact with you guys, whether it just be maybe some mentorship on YouTube or getting a house in San Antonio. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what, what Ryan is saying, <laughs> what Ryan is saying, unfortunately he's not mic'd up, is we are big in India, man. Yeah, so we pushed out to India a couple of weeks ago, okay. and we we did five thousand over five thousand downloads in one week Jeez, from man. India. Okay. Yeah, and that that was a lot. I mean, to to that point, we had maybe done thirteen hundred in a week, something like that downloads so yeah it was a it was a big deal so in i don't know if you guys know this but they speak english over there yes and so when he told me that and he was like hey should we push out to india and i'm like why not (laughs) i'll push out to mars like (laughs) if i get one more listener (laughs) all right fellas thanks again for coming on the show appreciate it let's get building Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We appreciate it. Be sure to execute on everything that you just heard and let's get building. Before we sign off, we'd like to invite you to join our Brickyard community. Head on over to jointhebrickyard.com. Again, that's jointhebrickyard.com or click the link in the description to find out more.